Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I think there is more pressure this offseason on Brandon Bean than Sean McDermott. And I'm also going to say that I know that full well Sean McDermott will get fired before Brandon Bean, but I think there is a ton of pressure on Brandon Bean this year to get it right. This is the Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast, presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast as we get that much closer to 30,000 subscribers. We're, we're almost there. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about it. We're going to do our best Brandon Bean for a day, uh, talking about the salary cap, where the bills are at. So, again, why not? I'm going to hit it again. Like, comment, and subscribe as we, we really get closer it. to 30. We do really appreciate it. I just, I know some people are like, it's annoying you say it. It really does help out our channel, so that's why, Absolutely. We, that's why we say it. All right. Believe me, we have things that annoy people way more yeah. than yeah, that. I was going to say, Dan. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm the podcast. Like, that, that should be enough. All right, Mike, let's start with you. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Bean for a day. What stands out to you the most as we kind of look at this? Well, one, I want to be more than for a day. Okay, I want. Yeah. I need some more time okay. to map this out. And okay. two, that's fair. I want Brandon Bean to show he is the best kicker in the franchise, and just kick that can down the road. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, I'm. Confused. That is what I want. You're in it. You got Josh Allen. Yeah. Salary cap. Manipulate it. Work around it. It's not. Uh, it's not simple. No, it is simple. It's not easy. You got. There's things yes. you need to do. Yes. It's a mm -hmm. little more work. Right, it's yes. a little studying. He can handle it. Kick the can down the road. Doesn't mean you got to spend like a drunken sailor, as they used to say. But it does mean you uncle. can do things. <laughs> you can do things. This team can make cap space out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. And then put a put a roster out there that is worthy of Josh Allen and go try to win it. Yeah, two things like really annoy me. Than, and I'm sure, only two yeah and i'm sure people are like yeah there's a lot of things that annoy them about yeah. me or, or things like that um one is this this thought of also like if you kick the can down the road like everybody always talks about it and like it's part of our joke right it's part of the bit of like hey the salary cap isn't real and all of these things and everybody automatically goes to the saints everybody instantly goes what are you talking about dan like eventually the saints like you got to eventually pay up for it the saints stunk their quarterback got old and that's when they had to make decisions and players weren't playing well that's when all of a sudden you have to pay up because you don't want to kick it down the road anymore my question is is that why nobody also compares them to or when we talk salary cap the rams seem to be doing just fine yeah remember less need who needs picks like all these things i looked it up the rams heading into this year had 75 million dollars in dead cap 
So that was a third of their team salary was assigned to players. Wow. That weren't on the, playing for the team. It's unbelievable. And then another nearly third of their salary cap was tied up in three players, Stafford, Cup, and Aaron Donald. And their quarterback is what? Eight years older than Josh Allen? Yeah. So, so again, yeah, you're in it. You're in the middle of it with Josh Allen. So I guess that annoys me when people automatically think, okay, well, the salary cap, like you eventually turn into the Saints. No, no, the Saints the, have made the, a I lot think, of mistakes. I was to say, I think the Saints are a cautionary tale for if you don't properly execute things down yeah. the line. But that doesn't mean just because it happened to them doesn't mean it's going to happen to the Bills. Well, and that's it. Like obviously they went all in in 2021, and I remember at the combine last year, like would the hey Bean, would you make a move to for all to go all in? That was like the big thing. Mm -hmm. And then obviously in 2022, the Rams struggled. Everybody was injured that year, and so it's like. Yeah boy, everybody's injured. You go five and 12 and you don't have any of these picks. Like part of that is just, we've talked about it before. Like it's just unlucky. Like the players got hurt. Stafford was hurt the whole season. Obviously when you don't, when you're star quarterback, that is pretty much based around your team. Cooper cup was injured. Like they're just not going to be good. That had nothing to do with the salary cap or the fact that they didn't have draft picks. It well, was they didn't, have, they traded those picks to get those players. Yeah. The bills have drafted or made deals to get most of their core yeah. players now. Mm -hmm. So it's a very different circumstance. Not like they've been throwing number one picks away. Oh, well, they did draft Elam, but they've not been throwing them away to other teams. So yeah, I'm with you. Kick well, the can. Okay, well, and sorry, go ahead, Jenna. No, no, go ahead. You're on one right now. I want <laughs> yeah, you to keep well, this, keep this, doing it. This was part of it, and so I go. The way that you can manipulate things in in the salary cap, we talk about it. You know, snap your fingers, all of a sudden there's more money made. You need to draft. You need to draft well. Yeah, that is what the Rams have done. They hit on Puka Nakua. They hit on Kyron Williams. Fifth round picks that are all of a sudden probably the two, two out of the five best offensive young players in the game. Like all of a sudden, the Rams are no longer rebuilding. They have pieces, and all of a sudden, their salary cap's fine that because is, you hit on picks. That is the secret sauce to make this all work, and that's the thing that will come under scrutiny for Brandon Bean. Look, I think Bean has done a pretty good job in terms of the draft, but there's obviously you mentioned. Kair Elam, there has been big situations where the Bills have have not done a good job in terms of whatever it was that made them pick that player. But I think about that, and you're right, Dan, that brings up a really good point of how you can continue and be kind of the poster child for, yep. hey, this team, they do a great job getting underneath the cap. They, they make savvy deals, but it's also because of who you're drafting, the role that they're fulfilling, and how important that is. Look at the Bills roster. I mean, you drafted Khalil Shakir. In what, fifth round? Yep. I believe. You drafted, um, oh, Terrell Bernard in the third round. Mm -hmm. That's how you fill your roster. Exactly. When those guys are good, when you're sitting here looking, going, those are two, well, Bernard, I think, may be the most important player on the defense. Agreed. He's right there with Ed Oliver because until they get him some help. And then you look on the offensive side, I mean, it's obviously Josh Allen. But Shakir has become a prominent player, at least in terms of their plans going forward. And you got him in the fifth round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you make those picks, yeah. all of a sudden your roster looks a lot better. Even James Cook, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And but again, there were swings and misses at running backs that led up before that. Yep. So like you can't just forget about, you know, Zach Moss. Zach Moss and Devin, Devin Singletary was fine and, and other pieces like that. But that that leads me to this hot take. Oh, okay. here we go. He's not waiting. First of all, for it. I'm I right before you do this, I'm need to make 
an addendum. We cannot let you have a Celsius before you come to the yeah, podcast. I just, so, opened, it. Because, I just opened it. Because, well, maybe it just, just, it's sort of oh my. osmosis. And it just, well, and this is, again, this is one of those things of like, we talk about like windows closing and all those things. Like, please, here's one for you. And this is, I, I, nobody, the straw man, Dan loves this. Go no, ahead. No, no. I, I was thinking about this and was, we talked about like, Hey, like being brand and being for an off season, like what would you do? And what would you tell him? And, and what do we think Bean should do here? I think there is more pressure this off season on Brandon Bean than Sean McDermott. And I'm also going to say that I know that full well, Sean McDermott will get fired before Brandon Bean, but I think there is a ton of pressure on Brandon Bean this year to get it right because you have a lot of the pieces and Sean McDermott has shown that even with injuries, he can still put out a quality product on the field, defensively, offensively, like they can make things work. But now with the salary cap becoming what it is <clears throat> and some of those contracts that you have made, you now, Brandon, like the Von Miller thing is kind of on you. Like we've talked oh, about, yeah. right? like mm -hmm. the Kyrie Elam one, it's kind of on you. Like wh where is Diggs and, and all of these things? Bean's got to make right. He's got to right some of his wrongs that he's made and he's got 10 draft picks this year. So like he's got to hit on these ones. Like we've said, and we can't, we can't get there and go uh, looking for another Gabe Davis. Like Khalil Shakir is great. He's great. Like, like we like what he is. You still need another oh, no top doubt. of the line guy. So yeah. like, so like, while it's, it's great that you, you got some of these role players that fit in and, and all this stuff, you need to hit on some stars. Well, and that's why I think there's more pressure on Bean this year, this offseason. It was always like, hey, there's no more pressure on Sean McDermott. He's got to erase 13 seconds. He's got to do all these things. Get over the hump. Yes. Yeah, I, I get that. But it's Bean's job this offseason to fix some things that he's messed up. Well, this is right now we're in Bean season, though. Yeah, because, oh, no doubt. because we have the combine coming up yep. later on. You guys are going to it. We have after that free agency, then the draft, of course, that comes after that. So this is peak Brandon Bean season. But I, I see what you're saying because the Bills this season did show that Sean McDermott and the team, like you talked about, there were injuries. There were struggles throughout. They still got to the divisional round. How can they get past that? That's still another piece. But at the same moment for Brandon Bean, like, yeah, Vaughn Miller's contract. He's going to be 35. That that looks tough. Okay. And you really don't have a lot of wiggle room in terms of getting out of that. How do you add to the offense? You saw what we saw in the playoffs of sometimes it just takes scoring more points or having more weapons or having a different option. So this will be really interesting to see what direction direction Brandon Bean will go, especially knowing that you have 10 picks. So there is ammo there. There is packaging deals. I don't expect them to use all of those. But then, too, the salary cap and what that situation means. I mean, it helps when you have players on rookie deals. Yeah. yeah. It's part of why I think Chicago will draft Caleb Williams or a quarterback because it's a lot cheaper than having to pay a franchise quarterback. And, like, in that sense, you kick the can down the road of having to pay a franchise guy. Yeah. Well, yes. you're in that spot if you're talking about a team like the Bears. Keep this in mind with number one draft picks, right? Because you got the fifth-year mm -hmm. option and all those things that come up teams can get out of it after yeah. four years if they just decide to not do that. But in the bills case, you know, like they, they have had some later round picks that have done well. Yeah. Christian Benford is yep. a good example. Now you're stuck with the Elam thing. I, I was going to say this as my hot take and I've already taken a shot at him when we got started, but I'm going to make this my hot take. Um, I still think Kyrie Elam has a role on this team and I think it changed dramatically 
when John Butler left the franchise. He's not a fan of Kyrie Elam. That's interesting. And I think they know he is a talented player. He has ability. I think we can all agree the guy can play in the NFL. Maybe he's in the wrong system. Maybe he didn't have his confidence, whatever it is. But they didn't trade him when they could have semi-given him away, got Mm -hmm. rid of the contract. Mm -hmm. He, it's a big, I had it written down here, his cap hit is $8 dead cap, if they were to move on from him. Um, I think different sets of eyes on him this year. I don't think they've given up on him yet. That's interesting. He reminds me so much of Tremaine Edmonds in the terms of a guy that you thought had all the measurables. I mean, look, Tremaine Edmonds was a physical specimen, but Kyrie Elam, a taller guy, obviously oh, yeah. offsetting Trey White. Tremaine like, was pretty good at football. Is pretty good at football. I'm I, saying to you is... I, I'm, but what I'm saying is that you drafted this guy in the first round. You, Tremaine Edmonds is a better football player than Kyrie Elam. I also think, too, the Bills fell in love with some of those immeasurables and, and the projection that is involved no with every player that you draft. Yeah. But you thought the ceiling would be higher, probably, absolutely. for Tremaine Edmonds. And I think you thought absolutely the ceiling and would listen, be higher for John Kyrie. Butler's a really good football coach. From what we've been told, not a big fan of Kyrie Elam, the player. Nothing mm-hmm. about the guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's probably, not a fan. And he's the guy that controlled a lot of that in terms of what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying to you is this team's going to need to find guys in different ways. Having a guy on your roster who was a number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to need guys to step up and play yeah. in different roles, especially when we can get to some of the other things they may do. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have a feeling he's still going to have a role. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I, I, I like that. All right. Talking about corner though. Yep. Well, I was going to say when like finishing off on like the big picture and like yeah. also like you talk about finding players or finding new roles and, and right. kind of that role, like, that's what the the Rams have done kind of well is like you have to get creative. Like that's what we that's what we really talk about with the salary cap. Was that like it's oh it's all fun and games and things like that. Like oh saying it's not real and things like that. You just have to get creative and you also have to get creative with finding players because that goes again to Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield and these guys that that being brought in that just didn't have an impact. <laughs> so you have to find guys like um, the Rams. They they had second round picks this past season. They drafted Brian Young and Kobe Turner. Yeah, they were rookies. Nine sacks and eight sacks. Yeah. Like, well, even the Chiefs, like with their secondary and Trent McDuffie and yeah. players like that, that were younger guys who made an immediate impact. Yeah. You could have certainly made an argument for him as defensive rookie of the year. He was a finalist. Yeah. And I mean, they, they really got good play. And Nakua, uh, Nakua, Nakua, Puka, Puka, Nakua, Puka Nakua. Uh, incredible. He was their best receiver. Yeah. He's better than Cup. Like they had Kyron Williams and, and, and Puka that were like, yeah. they're in great hands now, like, yeah. like, like moving forward offensively with a, with a guy, Sean McVay, great play caller, great you, play caller. And, and a better game coach than the guy we saw in the Super it. Bowl. Yeah. You talk about, uh, the, the Rams and what they've been able to do. I also think, and how much pressure is on Brandon Bean this season. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to also talk about how you talked about Trent Sherfield and guys like Deontay Hardy, how ineffective they were. And they weren't expected to have a huge role on this offense, obviously, but even underperforming in the role that was expected. What are you talking about? 
They won the division for them. He's salty. That one game. It was a big game. It was. It was a big game. It was a big game. That Trent Sherfield catch. I feel like I could have made that mostly because it took very little skill and a lot of luck. Long legs and arms. Yes. I got. Well, I you got both. Have that. <laughs> you got, you got the I got wingspan. Got yeah. I saw. I was. Length. I went to the gym. And somebody goes. <laughs> thought you were taller on TV. I was like, well, that's a lie. So. <laughs> um. Oh, all right. We were talking about corner before. Yeah. Yeah. Trey White and that thought experiment is interesting because I feel like you see a lot of people out there saying there's no way White is back and coming off you know another season ending injury with the Achilles there is so much discussion Mike he was the guy that was first drafted Sean McDermott's first draft pick um he means so much to this team how much do you think kind of the locker room though as well as paying attention to what the Bills will do with him because he's battled injury he's he's been a guy that's been a part of the process what do you think that aspect is I think that's tough but there's a reality in this league and the players all know it. It's two years in a row. It just is. And it's cold, hard facts of this league. And look, they've learned how to play without Trey White. Mm -hmm. They just have. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I think he's going to be gone. I think he's going to be gone. I think he's got to pass his physical first before they can do anything. Yeah. And we'll see how he comes back. I know the guy works hard. Yeah. We know it. Yeah. Everybody in the organization has said it. And he came back, but this is now back-to-back -back years with serious injuries. And I think it's important to note that when he did come back, it, and it's expected because uh, ACL tear is not an oil change, but it took him a while to be the Trey White that we expected. And I think he was good. I think yeah, he, that was good. I, yeah, I, but again, I felt like, you know, it, it was a full year before he came back. He once again, he came back on Thanksgiving a year later. Like, I think it took him a little bit. He had the off season. And then this year, it really did feel like things were coming into place until that Miami game. I think he was coming into place as a really good football player, mm -hmm. but not Trey white. I just think that there's tough decisions to make. And this is one that's organizationally going to be a hard one. Yeah. And I think he's going to be gone. I mean, there are a lot of emotional decisions for this franchise. Yeah. Micah Hyde, Trey White. Well, the Micah Hyde's, Hyde one is Yeah, he's on the contract. I shouldn't say it's on it's it's on him. Correct. But the Bills then would have to turn around and sign him. Correct. Jordan Poyer still has a year, year left, left on his Correct. deal. I think they're giving Micah Hyde, obviously, a lot of space. Yep. If he were to come back, if they decided mm -hmm. made that I don't think it's a huge money thing. Nope. Um, I think it's, oh, yeah. But at least that starts from the player side. I think you're, the point you're making yeah, about yeah, Trey yeah. is very different because it starts from the organization. Yeah, they they would be the ones. I, you guys haven't experienced this very often covering the team. I covered the team one day when they cut on the same day. Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas. Andre Reid. Wow. But that's a full turning of the turning of the page. Right, but it still that's was still Thurman Thomas, <laughs> I get Bruce it. Smith, Andre Reid. Gone. Yeah, Thurman wasn't Ooh. very good at the end, correct? They were all well, Bruce still put up pretty Bruce, good yeah. numbers. Andre moved around a little bit. Thurman went to Miami. Thurman, Miami. Yeah. Mm. 
It's always a good I one. I think of him as as Buffalo Bill as anybody, yeah. and you forget. Really, but so, so I, I'm saying is it's hard when you see this the players you feel like are so tied to your franchise, and then they're gone. I, hey, look, I could be. I mean, I certainly could be wrong. I mean, they see Trey. They know how he is physically. Yeah. We did see him in the locker room on locker cleanout. Yeah, that was the first time since Miami. I think that Miami game in October. Yeah, September. I think um, he's changed a lot in a perspective way. Yeah. I think that's what we saw that. a lot about after the ACL injury. Um, and then obviously with the Achilles injury, um, Trey used to be a very bubbly. Yeah. Charismatic. Guy. Like, Vivacious. Yeah. Like he, he was the one that would drop in the back of, of scrums in the locker room. Like he would then all of a sudden he'd be running around in like hockey pads and things like that. Like we've definitely seen a more reserved side mm -hmm. of Trey as he's become a father and he's done that because he's led us into those moments at training camp and things like that has been, has been really cool. I'm going to kind of pull a card out of Jenna's book. When I remember like Jenna, it was two years ago and it was Jerry Hughes. And I you know. Were like, and you were like, Oh, just let, just let Jerry, I, Hughes, I stay. Jerry and, Hughes to come and, back. And we were like, Hey, by the way, like Jerry Hughes, like I know. ain't it anymore. And it was like, you had to make that tough decision. I'm, I'm on Jenna's side here. I don't think you treat Trey white, like just another player that got cut. I, I think what he means to this locker room, what he means to this coaching staff, what he means to the, the organization, I think deserves more leeway because of it. And to Jenna's point, like when you say those things, like when you, if you were to, to say straight up, like, Hey man, like we're done. Like the injuries suck. Like that, that's part of football, but we're really unfortunate, but like, we got to move on. That sends big waves through a locker room for a team that is still very close. This isn't like when like, when did they cut Bruce and Thurman and all that? 90s. Oh, God. It's got to be 99. Yeah, it's like 98, 99. I tried to the years. They but, all, but like they weren't, they all run right, together. But like they weren't competing and like still feeling close. Yeah. They I, had I, been in the playoffs. I'm saying to you is in that room, to a lot of the players on this roster that has turned over a lot, and especially this offseason where it may also turn over with Poyer and Hyde, it's a different locker room now. And there, a lot of young guys have had limited time on the field with Trey White. They just have. And this is the world that we live in in the NFL. No, I mean, this is why I asked. It's an emotional. Oh, I don't just. And look, I, I think they would do it in a way with conversations and where heartless. they are. <laughs> heartless. Hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to win a championship here as the GM. Yeah, and I'm hey, not kidding. Jenna, watch our backs. <laughs> no, you're, you know what I would do if I were Brandon B for a day? Go golfing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd become he's, a lot better golfer. I know. He's a scratch golfer. <laughs> it, there's certain tough decisions. Now, listen, I, I'm trying to get in the head of Brandon Bean as mm -hmm. he builds this team. He may still believe that, God, it's my one <laughs> shot here. Dan's messing with the yeah. camera. <laughs> He may believe in his tall. mind, <laughs> they may believe that he's still a number one guy or at least a starter. Mm -hmm. Well, and they believe that he's got another. Maybe they believe that. I don't know. I, I, I don't think, think it so. is important to know Rasul Douglas and they really like Christian Benford. And part of the Rasul Douglas deal was the fact that he's still under contract. contract yeah. yeah. So I'm just telling you, if he's not going to be a starter, he's not going to be in Buffalo. Agreed. Agreed. That would be, it would be 
sad. I would, like, I, would, like, like, I was the one that was like, hey, like, like tough decisions. Like, I this would is agree with you. It's different. It's sad. It's hard. It could have some ripples in the locker room. Sometimes you got to make those decisions. Is it a ripple that needs to be sent? I, that's where I don't know. Okay, but it, we don't know 100% what they believe. I just said to you. Well, obviously. Thanks, <laughs> Captain Obvious. No, but there are some breadcrumbs. You make that trade for Rasul Douglas with yeah. years left on his deal. It would have been cheaper to go after a corner who's a free agent at the end of the year, and then you let him walk. It says more about what they think about Kyrie Elam. No, because they still have Christian Benford. So you, only, if, you only play one corner? No, you got Trey White on the other side. Hear me out. They're saving a spot for Trey. I don't know if they are. I think it says more about Kyrie Elam. I agree. I think I think if they can move on from Kyrie, I think I think you. You losses. might be right. I'm saying to you, Dan, that, we're agreeing a lot. This is that's trouble for you. I, I, <laughs> I'm saying to you that you got your. Let's just see how it plays out. Yeah. And then I can walk around and no, I can't. I wouldn't see, be I was say, myself you would, on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I see, can't Dan's got, not, I was going to say, so Dan's good. got you there. So he got good. me here. Yeah. He's so, so good. good. And this is, this would be, it would definitely be. And then I get a, to pat myself on the back if he stays, which I would gladly do. Yeah. I just remember it was one of the, it was, I can't remember who came up with what was getting paid. Maybe it was before Vaughn. Because it's one of those things I remember telling you, like, we, you have to extend Trey. You have to extend Trey. You have to get it done sooner rather than yeah. later because it sends. Like, you've always talked about it. Like, when there are contracts. That's different. I, I'm talking about the message that it sends in 100%. a locker room. When all of a sudden, when a player who's been there for a long time wants an extension, is played well enough to earn an extension, and, and the team kind of plays hardball with them, but then finds $120 million somewhere else. It's like, I remember, like, if I was Poyer after they signed Vaughn, like, hey, man, where was my money? Hey, like all of a sudden that sends shockwaves through a locker sends ripples. That's what I said. I go, eventually you have to look around and guys that are getting paid and guys that are not getting paid. And you're looking around going, how come he's getting paid? And he, he's not, I understand it's the business. Don't Players give me these are don't. rarely surprised. I don't think that's true. They are rarely surprised. I think that they would actually be an interesting paid. question to ask. You would they never, would get, never get an answer. Yeah. Like off you don't camera. talk about First of all, they money. paid Trey. No, but I'm saying, yes, it would have to be a candid conversation, obviously. This but team has played 40 games over the last two years, right? Roughly two seasons. Yeah, about. Somewhere that. around 40 games. Trey White's been on the field for probably 12 of them. Yeah. This franchise has gotten used to playing without him. That's all I'm telling you. The game moves on. Do you think that they would rather have him on the field? There's a lot of things that play into that. I agree. There's the money. There's the idea. Because everybody talks about playing with dead cap space. This year, they played with three yeah. players with dead cap space. Yep. Matt Milano, Trey White, and Von Miller. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Von Miller was on the field. I agree. But it was so dead cap space for this year. Yep. So they they got used to it. They've gotten used to it. There's a point where... And, and, and maybe they do. Maybe Bean would feel like it's not worth the dead money. To move on? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They also may be saying something about it. Let's see what happens in free agency. Because sometimes you're signing, and not necessarily stars, but you're signing young do, guys. When do they have to make that move on Trey? Oh. Like, like that decision. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's got in terms of any bonuses. Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Usually like, would be the because, usually would Because, again, I, I would think. But he's still. And, uh, Jenna, he, we're not yeah. in the building because we don't really know what they think. <laughs> 
I don't know if you. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I go, I think they're having, <laughs> Mike's going to kill me. No, Mike is going to kill me. I mean, Dan is phenomenal at building arguments, though. We're like, <laughs> you didn't say that. But I, yeah. No, I, I guess. Because I'm saying is they've shown what they think. I think. I think they've That's shown fair. it. They've built I mean, around it. Even in Brandon Bean's press conference, he obviously left the door open saying, like, remember at the end of the season? Yeah. What did he say about Trey? He essentially said, I'm, it's not a direct quote, but, you know, we'll see how the process plays out. Yeah. Which, I mean, is, is fair. It's funny because I think you want to know what where Trey's head is. No doubt. Before that is you make, a huge Before piece. you make the decision because I think you go into free agency and you go into the draft obviously differently. I think, I think the Bills will proceed – as if Micah Hyde is not coming back. Oh, yeah. I think it's smart, And then though. if he pops up at training camp and says, I want to play again, I think they welcome him back for one more year. It could very well be l the case. Yeah. Say, I but I think you need to know sooner rather than later with Trey. That's why I didn't know if there was a if there was a deadline or anything because... There might be. I ha I'd that, have that's to what I'm saying. It's so like, hey, you got to make this decision by this time. Because there's a roster bonus and it's first so day of the... So that was that, June I guess one. that's my thought is that I go, I think they can proceed... Oh, they're going to have with, to. With Micah of, we'll play it. Whenever Micah's ready, we'll wait for Micah. Because I don't think that that ruffles any feathers. Again, you want to keep, you try and, you're going to need a third safety anyway. You know, if if he's the two okay. or three. I'm going to throw one more thing out here. We're not 100% sure because we're not That's in so the good. building. So good. Are you sure Trey wants to keep playing? So I I don't know. I would He's have. A I would have, guy. I would have automatically was, assumed before that he would, but I think that the ACL injury gave him a lot of perspective, like yep. what we talked about. I think we saw a very different Trey White, a more poignant train Trey White. I would say. I think he perspective. I think yep. he really had to evaluate who he was as a person, as opposed to a football player, which can be very eye opening. And then that was after the ACL let alone now after the Achilles, you mentioned he is a father. He has three kids. Mm -hmm. um, I would also understand if emotionally it's just too much. And to I don't see Trey as a guy trying to catch on with three different teams no. over a span. No. No, 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 no. I see Trey back home coaching his high school team. Yeah. In Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, I at some point. I'm not saying he should quit or anything. Correct. I'm saying is he seems like a guy who would very much be at peace if it was done. Yeah. So and, be it. And if, again, you talk about the trade that we've gotten to know over the years, that he's been open enough with his personality yeah. and, and all those things. If anybody, you go back and watch his Zoom call when he got the extension, mm -hmm. was like one of the 50 minutes that'll have a tissue box with you because the, the emotion that he it's had yeah. for, for, for how much, you know, the, telling his parents and all of these things and, and that he did it and to get out of Shreveport. And I sat down with him and did a story about yeah. what it was like for him coming out of Shreveport, Louisiana and, and all that he does as a and, quarterback, as a quarterback <laughs> and, and buying his mama house and, and all of those oh, things. Yeah. Like there, are, I think Trey's realized again, bigger things than football are out there. Um, so yeah, like I said, we don't, I want again, Trey back. I, I want Trey back. This I was the back. hot take podcast, right? Yeah, I, I, want, I guess I want, so. I want, okay. I want Trey back. Yeah. I want Trey back. Hey, I, I would tell you, I want this Trey would back. be a better team if Trey's got a single shot of himself saying that. Did you see that? No, I missed it. That <laughs> <I> was good. <laughs> I want Trey back. <laughs> this, if Trey White is back as a good to high level corner, yep. this is a better football team. 
I don't know what they think. Is that a hot take? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying kidding. is that's the hot take is uh, I, I don't know. know Jim. <laughs> wow, I was not expecting such a spirited dialogue, but yeah. that's fair. Um, I think you talk about the salary cap restructuring contracts is going to be yeah. something we're going to see a lot of from Ban Brandon Bean. Josh Allen comes to mind. His yep. contract. Oh, there goes $27 million. It's crazy how that works. So Josh's dead cap hit, if anybody thinks they want to <laughs> trade him or cut him, oh. uh, is $99 million. Nice. That would be a lot. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, he'll get restructured. Uh, I think Milano could get restructured. I think Ed Oliver could get restructured. Milano's is almost 30, right? 29.3, yes. Okay. Dawson Knox could. Yep. 20.2. Ed Oliver's 26.5, and they they can do that. Yeah. So we'll see what those are. Um, Dion's? Yeah. Von, Dion's is not that high this year. It's only 11.8 dead cap. Okay. So I think the deal at where he is yeah, now. Have, yeah. Um, let's look. Let's talk digs. Okay. Thirty-one million against the cap, dead cap. He's not space. moving. Him. He's not. They're not moving him. They're this. His new deal is just starting. That is correct. With the franchise, this idea, and and I hear people talk about it like a deal him, get rid of him. The cap hit stays with you. There are ways to lessen it a little bit, um, and maybe you spread it onto next year, so you're really kicking it down the road. But he's still your best wide receiver. He may not be what he was. Exactly. But if people... you're going to take this cap hit, like, what do you think? And and I, I just don't see it happening in any way, shape, or form, that they deal him or cut him. I just don't think, I I don't think it's an option yeah. because of the dead cap. I, I think Diggs is in Buffalo, which we had a whole podcast talking about everything. You can check it out on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Dan and I did. But do you think he's lost a step, Dan? Lost a step from what? I think is it has to be the question. Is he, it? Is he still? We I think we went into last year. I think we probably would have said after week four, he's still a top five wide receiver. Do I still think he's a top five? Probably not. I don't think that's so a hot take. He, yeah, he's top 10? 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. Which still makes him, first of all, he's by far the best one you have. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not like you could draft a guy and which they, sh they will, mm -hmm. I think, and should, but I'm just not moving on from digs. I'm I just agree. not. I just, I, it doesn't even seem like an option. Yeah. It's, it's not. I know a lot of Bills fans want Buffalo to draft a wide receiver in the draft too, which I understand. I also think free yeah, better. Free, have to. free agency, though, I think will be very telling in what they do and how they prepare their roster. Well, you're going to need you're going to need another I, unless they ha, I don't know what they think about shorter or guys like that. But you're going to need Hamler. another re receipt. Yeah. K.J. Hamler worth a shot. Guy's got a lot of flyer. Yeah. These are the kind of guys you bring in. They'll be there at camp. You know, you see those guys. They need a replacement for Sherfield. Right. Yeah. On mm -hmm. the roster, that type of player. And your draft pick is going to replace Gabe Davis on the roster. Yeah. That's the way, right? Because, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I just don't want any more value. Like, again, we talked about, like, I like Khalil Shakir. Like, I, like he's still a fifth-round wide receiver. Like, like is, will there be a, a spot for him on this team and in the system? Yes, absolutely. But, like, you need to find a wide receiver that can massively impact games like you need a game-changing 
talent in yeah. this draft class. You need to hit on it. Like it yeah. has to be somebody that can take some of the pressure off of Stephon Diggs. And it's not Gabe Davis. Is that his hot take? <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you think you are always up saying that essentially that Chiefs game for Gabe Davis was a bit of a fool's gold flash mm -hmm. in the pan. Yeah. How do you feel about Khalil Shakir? Um, much more consistent span of the, especially the last half of the season, especially when he had, you know, 17 targets, had 17 catches going back through that Dallas game. I think he became, and again, different player. You're not going to ask Khalil Shakir to, to have 75, 80 yards a game. Like you need Khalil to have to go four for 50. Yeah, well, he, do you think we were asking too much of Gabe Davis? No, I, all I was asking for was five for 70. I think you were asking too much of Davis because he proved he's not that guy. Yeah. He proved it two years in a row. They thought they had it, mm -hmm. and they didn't. And if he finds it somewhere else, maybe he will. I said somebody commented to us, and they were like, Gabe's going to get number one money. There's not that many wide receivers Correct. on the free agent market. That doesn't mean you get number one money. There is a ton of wide receivers in the mm -hmm. draft that teams are that going to be taking. Yeah, there's a ton of depth there. Yeah. That's so, why I could see the Bills saying, oh, well, maybe we go a different direction in the first round because oh, there's I, so I much depth. I definitely could see that. For wide receivers. Oh, I I'm definitely not saying I that. like that, Dan, but I'm saying oh, I could so see sad. Would make best me so player sad. available. And, hey, you know what? Great value. You know what well, great value is the Walmart brand? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's cereal in a bag. Not why a don't box. they? No shame. I'm why don't they one. trade a fourth round pick for Ayuk and the Niners? That would be a good deal, right? That would be a good. Do deal. you think they would go for that? Yeah, maybe. I would take him for a fourth. Might even make it a third. Hey, you wait. No, no. I'll get one better for it. Go get AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, his dead cap hit is only like sixty million. You got people saying they should trade AJ Brown, like. Okay, we, you guys joke, but I do, I would love Mike Evans. I think you would have to pay too much, but I would love Mike Evans. Yeah, that one's a tough one to mm -hmm. fit that in based on where they are. Yeah. I think you want to go younger. I agree. I want to go young. That was the big note I had. Like, we talked about, like, what would Brandon be do? Like, it's it's younger everywhere. Like, it, 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 it has to be. You have to get younger on the defensive line. They had one of the oldest rosters in the league. You yeah. have to get younger with Oh, you the can skill pick position. your spots with the older players. There may be some spots where you say for one year like a Trey Juan Jones. Like a Trey White. Yeah, or Rasul Douglas. Rasul's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rasul's Q B one. C B one. Oh, C B one. Yeah. I didn't know if you did that on purpose. No. I was like, is Mike having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, it'd be way worse than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not putting that out there. CB1. Yeah, yeah. CB1. He's CB1. Yeah. He is. Oh, That's I, I, And I get, you talk about like being oh, selective. Actually, Christian Benford. Actually, CB1. CB1. Yeah, he's the real CB1. This Are you okay? Old, <laughs> this is just an old moment. This is just an old moment. Um, uh, gonna clip this. Yeah, clip away. Um, oh, I, had I might joke. need that Celsius. I, yeah. <laughs> oh. I think that was why. I think that's why I'm okay with if they want to do. I was joking around. I think we talked about the one pod that you and I did. Like, run it back one last time with Hyde and Poyer. Like, maybe, not okay with that. I'm okay with it. I think we saw this year. I said the same thing, and missing. I felt like a heartless person. Oh but. my god. 
Sometimes there's tough decisions to make. I, I agreed dance. with you. Last uh, dance, and they can both ride off in the sunset together. This was the last dance. No, but Poyer's back. Maybe. There's no guarantee. There is no guarantee. That is... It's a $2 million dead cat. Give me that again, Jenna. That is correct. No, <laughs> that is interesting. Two million. I didn't even zero. I didn't even zero. Chance. I didn't even comprehend zero chance. Fathom that. The most go on. The most important position on, on the defense of Sean McDermott's uh, defense, and they're going to no. go completely brand new. Zero chance. What is your thought process? Explain. What's the step? It's a lot of plays that Jordan Poyer made in his sleep that he didn't make this past year. Now they did find some different ways to use him mm -hmm. that maybe that unlocks something mm -hmm. that they feel that way. And you're right. Maybe they don't want to go cold Turkey. Both of them are gone. That's my fear, but they were ready to let him walk a year ago. Yeah. They Do brought you, him back brought at him back. their number with a very cap friendly number for that second year for them. Do you think though, maybe he lost a step because there were so many new pieces. Oh, that definitely contributed yeah. to it. Yeah. And the constant guys that were out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, you two, you want to bring them all back? Keep the old nope. guys around. Nope, nope, nope. Hey, that's I why said the I'm same thing here. about Micah Hyde. And it hurt me to say it, though. <laughs> she had so a soft spot for Jerry Hughes. Everybody else can all go. That's it. <laughs> no. I learned my lesson hey, the hard way. I'm also telling you, number one, anybody, you know, you get to a certain point in this league, it's about what you, I'm not telling you, it's always what you can do. Mm -hmm. There are also positions that they value and there's less ability to find somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's like defensive tackle. Yeah. That's why a soon to be, I think, 34 year old Daquan Jones could be back because they're going to prioritize. They need help. They have nobody on that D line. No, but see, like, that's where I'd be okay with like clean slate. Like, could be. It young, could be. New defensive tackles. But you're also, t again, let's let's see how it all maps out. Um, well, we're not in the building. Wow. We got to clip that. Oh, well, you guys want to run the whole roster that. back. You want everybody back? That, I heard Dan wants to sign Gabe to a five-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know that's not true. Okay. Do we have to go? I don't know. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Well, let's talk defensive line then. I was going to say, one player I thought that we wanted to say, like, that you would make a priority that was on this year's team that you would want make a priority to bring back. Is there a player that you would have? That is a free agent. That now? is a free agent. Whew. See, I don't I honestly, it's tough to say that there's anybody I would really prioritize, but I might say I saw enough in AJ Epinesa that, that I'd like mine. him back. That was mine. I'd like him back. I would want AJ back. And that's going to be an interesting one because AJ's agent already knows that who's out there and interested, right? Yep. They they can't. He's still property of the Bills, but that's the way it works. Yep. Epinesa is predicted to land a two-year, $11.2 million That contract. would work. I think I could make that work. I think I could make that work. Yeah. Okay. And so, he's he falls into the category of draft, develop, resign, yep. which you know we know the Bills are yeah. very mm -hmm. keen on. What about Leonard Floyd, though? I think he's going to get paid again by somebody else. He I, seems like a mercenary that goes around every gets, year, gets 10 sacks, cashes his, a, a fat check for yeah. his one year deal. And then honestly, respect a hundred percent. Yeah. He did say uh, kind of alluded to that. Uh, he's end, going where, he's going where the, the money's season. going. Yeah. He also did say he wanted to be for playing for a competitor. So he, 
Mm-hmm. He won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I think that frees you up so much. Yep. He's already got his ring. Yeah. I still remember Leonard Floyd taking back a pick six against Nathan Peterman. Oh, I remember when he and ended I had Aaron Rodgers season. Oh, wait a minute. I had that when he was with the Bears. And he was running oh. back, and I have the like vividly, like he's laughing, carrying the ball, running past me, and there's just Peterman in the background. And oh, you're just that's like, funny. Oh, Nathan. I remember when I called him Malcolm. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a, no, you said it to Vaughn. Oh, I said it to Vaughn. That's right. And then Vaughn looked at me like, and then I later talked to Vaughn, and I said, Vaughn, it's Malcolm Floyd. He played for the Chargers. And he gave me this look. I'm like, you played against him for like in the same division. And yes. he was a, very good yes. wide receiver. No relation to Leonard. Correct. But it's just the name. You know, I got a lot of names popping around in his head. Ooh. Oh, God. And Vaughn was like, like, like he'd never heard of him before. A guy that's been in the year league for 13 years? Will yeah. this be 13? Uh, you want I, a hot take for you real quick? Here oh. we go. Ready? Vaughn Miller leads the Bills in sacks next year. That's. I mean, he could. I feel, it better be Greg Rousseau. Mm, that's, yeah, that's fair. Pressure on Bean. Also, Leonard Floyd sacking Aaron Rodgers and then tearing his Achilles is... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really, yeah. truly was. All right, so anybody else you guys want to bring back? You want to get Lorenzo Alexander back? Okay, here? first of all... I would bring Zoe back. And I, I love, love Lorenzo Alexander. <laughs> he was such a great person great and interview great cat like him. guy he could still play he could still he play he is jacked yeah, yeah. he could still play i would have liked him out there giving him some snaps against the chiefs in that game actually yeah yeah he might have been a better mm-hmm. yeah but honestly do you guys have another player that's I, a free agent because they got a lot of them they certainly do and look yeah i like floyd i just don't think i think he's yeah. going to be priced out I, I agree yeah i agree i think for me it was aj and again it's because of the you know draft, develop, re-sign. I think he's a nice rotational piece. Ty I, Johnson, a free agent? I think he's I think, got one year left. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, What about, oh my gosh. Well, then the other move you're going to make is, and again, you guys are going to get emotional here. <laughs> I think they're going to ask Mitch Morris to take a pay cut. That's fair. And I think he will. Oh, you're okay with taking the man's money. Yeah, I, I that's different. I was heartless. Joe Biscaglia was talking about of the athletic talked about void years at the end of it, pretty much making it a three year deal, but it's a one year deal. Yeah. Um, well, you're basically just saying, oh, we did sign a piece of paper with you. They said we're going to pay you eight million dollars, mm-hmm. but we're only want to pay you five. Yeah. How's that for you? That usually goes over well. Yeah. What if the Bills draft a center? Oh, they should first, be drafting. No, somebody. I'm in like first round. Oh, I, no, I don't I, think so. Just stir in the pot. <laughs> You're like Boomer. <laughs> yeah, I would expect for Mitch Morris to take a pay cut. Or, well, in terms of what they do. Heartless. Stop it. No heart. Stop it. Don't you dare do that. Don't you do that. All right. Anyone else? Bueller? No, I think we're good. No, I think we're good. Okay. I do want to remind everyone if. You are watching this podcast on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. We appreciate it. But you can find our podcasts. Also, if you search Buffalo Plus anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, 
please be sure to check out the Buffalo Plus audio only podcast. Like I said, you can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to that as well. And uh, next week, Dan and I will be in Indianapolis. We are going to spend the whole time at St. Elmo's. Elmo's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking today as I was driving? You in, were I figuring go, what you're going to order. I, I was sitting there today going, I'm eight days away from, yeah, eight days away from St. Elmo's. And by the way, don't ever go in there and just order a special. Like they when they go, oh, we have this cut of meat. This is a special. You've ordered a special? We I ordered it the one time with Toby. The steak was more than my first car. <laughs> <laughs> it was wait. a lot. Yeah. It's also like, again, we've talked about it before. I think the NFL Combine is awesome. I love the it's NFL great. Combine. Jetta hates it. <laughs> I think it's so incredible that the entire NFL universe shows up in Indianapolis. And there's like three bars there. And, and so you'll know where to yeah. find them. I just don't like the whole, I'm not a good networker. Oh. It's so funny. The first time we walked into St. Elmo's and it was just like Drew Rosenhaus, Ian Rappaport, and you're just sitting there like, wow. And then Jerry Jones walks in with his whole team yeah. and, you know. Our buddy Sal Pal will be there. Yep. He's probably going Dable? to we'll probably have dinner with him. Say Dable, Dable will be there. Yep. Yeah. Gave him a big hug last year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just, it's not for me. Also, this is probably something that should be talked about off air, but are we going to try and do these podcasts during the off season, hopefully and release them Tuesday morning? Is that the plan? Like, do we want to set a date? We want the audience to know when we're going to have videos coming yeah. out on a consistent Unless basis. Unless there is some other reason. But yeah. yes. Correct. But we're going to try and. Correct. That is correct. correct. Have Tuesdays. And then if we do have something later on in the week, if that's Especially a Thursday. Especially for the offseason. Yep, yeah. Thursday mm -hmm. or Friday. But we're going to try and you will wake up Tuesday morning to a new video on the YouTube channel or wherever you listen to your podcast. And, and yeah. this is different next week because Dan and I will be full of content. Kick you on, they say in Italian. Yeah. Just, yeah. Talk, talk, is talk. that any different than what you guys usually do? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have plenty of content on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, and we'll be doing these weekly podcasts throughout yep. the off season. So please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate. It. We're so close to thirty thousand. And then yeah, that's then so it's exciting. 000. Yeah. And then we get that plaque. And we get a plaque. I want that plaque. Do you? Very yeah. bad. I didn't know you got a plaque. Yeah. Hundred. I just saw Chris Long got his. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. We'll be hanging in the background. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> okay. All right. Well, for Dan and Mike, I'm Jenna. Thank you for watching the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Again, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We'll catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. Oh, my God. Were you not recording? Buffalo Plus, your interactive look at the week in football, brought to you by Connors and Ferris.